Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles, I wish you would turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. And let me say how much I love our church. I love our church. Oh, when Sister Anita came walking in, y'all, I just about had a Holy Ghost fit. Uh, <laughs> I had a hard time not crying because I've been missing you so bad. See, what you don't realize, what some may not know, is she's had to fight cancer since COVID hit. She's had to stay away. I'm so glad to see you. I'm so glad of what God's doing in your life. Amen. Sister Ira, can, can you translate this to your mom for me? We are so thankful that you're here. Thank you for sharing Sister Ira and Brother Ricardo and Rohan with us. We love them. And, and next time you're here, when you come back and see us again, there's going to be a whole lot more Hispanic people that are in this congregation. I just want you to know that. Man, I feel, feel such an anointing in this place. Amen. Matthew chapter 6. And I, I, I want to say something. I'm thrilled at how COVID is in a decline. I'm thrilled by that. But I believe God's people should still use wisdom and, and be safe. Did you know since... Uh, since we opened back up Mother's Day of this past year, we have not had to close down. Our church has not, and, and probably the majority of churches in this city have had to close back down at some point, but, but we have not, and I'm so thankful for that. But uh, if you'll see, I, I still wear a mask. Um, one, it helps me hide my double chin that I developed during COVID, and, uh, but, but I'm just trying to be cautious because here when it looks like it's, it's really uh, going into decline, I just don't want us to make any kind of mistakes. And uh, so, I, you know, I appreciate those. Um, there are a number that are out today. Uh, many of them are out because they're trying to be uh, safe. And I want to say thank you uh, for, for being so considerate of your church family. Don't you love your church family? I preach with passion today. I've got a passion down in my heart. I'm going to be preaching our theme for this year. And um, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. But uh, some of it I may be preaching, some of it I may just be talking. But this is what I feel led to share with you today. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. But seek ye first. Someone say first. The kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things shall be added 
unto you. I want to preach, let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come <laughs> in fountain as it is in heaven. Amen, amen, in fountain as it is in heaven, in this city, in this area as it is in heaven. <laughs> amen. Can we bow our heads? And I want to ask my dad to pray right now. Amen. Would you just nod at somebody and tell them, I sure am glad to see you today. Amen. And I just, I just want you all to know if we were given an award for the cutest couple in the church today, it'd be Brother Antonio and Sister Melissa. Don't they look good? Matching. Amen. It, it's, it's Valentine's Day every day in Brother Antonio's life. Amen. He loves his wife. Let your kingdom come. This is the theme for our church, 2021. You might ask, where did this theme come from? Where, where did you come up with this? Well, I, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but every single Sunday, I try to get here at least two hours early, and oftentimes even before that. But what I do is I, I, I get the lights right, I get the air or the heat uh, right for that moment, and uh, I unlock all the doors. But then I, I come into this auditorium, and I begin to pray. I pray over every seat that is in this auditorium. Now, pre-COVID, we had around 180 uh, chairs that were in here pre-COVID. Since then, we had to take a lot of them out trying to be socially distanced and trying to uh, just, just be safe. But, but every chair, the chair you're sitting in right now, it has been prayed over. And according to the Word of God, what is bound on earth will be bound in heaven. And so I start out by binding things. I bind the spirit of distraction. I bind the spirit of hate. I bind the spirit of hardness and bitterness and, and, and the spirit of negativity. There's all kinds. I bind depression. I bind the spirit of fear. There's all kinds of things that I bind. But then, uh, Sister Sherelle, after I bind things, then I begin to loose things. Because if it's bound on earth, it's bound in heaven. But if it's loosed on earth, it is loosed in heaven. And I lose joy, and I lose peace, and I lose anointing, and I lose victory, and I lose glory to fill this place. But Maybe six months or so ago, as I was doing this, all of the sudden, I felt led to start praying, Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done in this church as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in this auditorium as it is in heaven. I began to pray that. And I pray that absolutely before every single service that we have. I pray that prayer. But I, I was in here one day and I, Brother Steve, I began to get overwhelmed by the different things that I want for our church and the different things I look around and I realize that our church needs. I'll be honest with you, there are some things that our church needs and there are some things that our church has to have. I've prayed for our church to have more room to facilitate the growth that I believe is coming our way. I have prayed, oh God, send us more people from every culture. Send us more people from every race. Send us more people from every generation. Oh God, send us more musicians that we don't have to lean so heavily on the ones that we do have and on the track system that we use. I, I, I pray for so many things. I, I'm thankful we had 24 hours of prayer that ended this past Saturday night at 7. Thank you all that prayed, but I tell you what's in my heart. I believe that, that we ought to have and there should be a day when there is 24 hours of prayer, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. I want to see that. I want to see I love our praise team but I long to see a choir up here singing songs. A choir made up of every nation. A choir here lifting up the name of Jesus. I want to see a, a celebrate recovery program here at this church where the untold numbers of people in our area that are struggling with addiction can find help and they can find love. I want to see a Mother's Day Out program at our church that will help us to further reach our community. I want us to have a food bank at this church where people can come. We'll feed them spiritually, but I want to feed them physically as well. I want there to be a family life center here on this property where we can have family reunions and we can have community events and church family events. I, I can sometimes, I can look out at that pond and there's an area there to the right. You would need a fence around it, but I, there's an area that would be just perfect for a first class jungle gym for the children of this church and the children of this community to come and play in safety. I could go on and on, but there's so many things that I have been praying for. But that particular day, as I was at this very altar praying, I felt like God spoke to me and he reminded me of Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I believe God wants us to have a bigger facility. I believe God wants us to have a choir made up of every nation. I believe God wants us to have a Celebrate Recovery program. God wants us to have all of 
this. But he said, don't forget to seek me first. Don't forget to come after me first. Don't forget to worship me first. Don't forget to desire me first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. But what is the kingdom of God? According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, the kingdom of God is the realm over which God reigns as king. I'm about to have a Holy Ghost fit up in here. What is the kingdom of God? Think about it. The realm over which God reigns as king. Hear me, church, and hear me well. In the kingdom of God, there is only room for one king. I am not the king of the kingdom of God. The bishop is not the king of the kingdom of God. You are not the king of the kingdom of God. The king is not a Republican or a Democrat. The kingdom is not a democracy. But in the kingdom of God, God reigns sovereign over all. My flesh doesn't reign. God reigns. My desire doesn't reign. God reigns. My power doesn't reign. God's power. It reigns over his kingdom. Amen. He is sovereign. He is sovereign in this place. Amen. It's in a place of big eyes and little U's. It's in a place where we act like we're better than somebody else. No, friend. This is God's kingdom, and he is sovereign. What does sovereign mean? It means one possessing supreme power, one that exercises exercises supreme authority. I want him to be sovereign in this place because if he is sovereign then the kingdom of sickness it has to flee. If he is sovereign then the kingdom of carnality it's got to flee. If he is sovereign then the kingdom of self it's got to flee. He is the king. He is the Lord. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. This phrase occurs frequently in the New Testament. It is primarily used by Jesus Christ in the first three Gospels. It is generally considered to be the central theme of Jesus' teaching. Amen. The kingdom of God. It is considered to be the main theme of the teaching of Jesus. The kingdom of God was tremendously important to Jesus. The kingdom of God was God's will for all of them then and for all of us now. It was so important to Jesus that we are instructed in Matthew 6 as part of the Lord's prayer to pray thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. Thy 
will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It is humbling to consider that God advances his kingdom agenda through the prayers of his people. You hear me, church? Not everybody in this room will ever get up here and sing a special. Not everybody in this room will ever get up here and preach a message. Not everybody in this room will ever get on one of these instruments and begin to play. But let me tell you, what everybody in this room has the ability to do, everybody in this room has the ability to bow their knees and pray, Thy kingdom come in this church. Thy kingdom, let it have its way in this church. Thy kingdom, let it have its way in my life. It is a prayer for everybody. It is a convicting prayer because we cannot cry thy kingdom come while promoting our own kingdom. If I want this kingdom to come, then I must be willing to lay my kingdom down. If I want this kingdom to come, then I must be willing to lay my agendas down. If I want this kingdom to come, then I must be willing to lay my flesh down down. But that's okay Sister Sherelle because God's kingdom is so much greater than what I can imagine. God's kingdom is so much greater than what my mind can conceive. God's kingdom is so much greater than my ability Amen. Here in Matthew 6, Jesus is teaching his followers to pray for the overthrow of the wicked carnal kingdom of this world and the establishment of a new king. This is a cry of dissatisfaction. I am tired of the world trying to rule over me. I am tired of the carnal trying to rule over me. I am tired of the flesh trying trying to rule over me. I'm tired of the spirits of this world trying to rule over me. I'm tired of the spirits of this world trying to rule over my family. I'm tired of the spirits of this world trying to rule over our future. That is why we pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Hear me, church. I want His kingdom to come. I want his kingdom to come on earth. I want God's kingdom to come in my home. I want God's kingdom to come in my family. I want God's kingdom to come in my kids' school. I want God's kingdom to come at your workplace. I want God's kingdom. I want it to come all over. But specifically today, I want God's kingdom to come in this church as it is in heaven. That is my prayer. That is my prayer. God, let your kingdom come in this church. There are many characteristics of God's kingdom. But I want to mention just a few in our church today. The first thing I want to mention about the kingdom of God is that it is a living kingdom. Amen. Some of y'all are getting tired already. I said it is a living kingdom. 
kingdom. Mark 4, 30-32. And he said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs and shooteth out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. Amen. In the scriptures, Jesus is comparing the kingdom of God to a seed. What is so special about a seed? A seed is special because it has life on the inside of it. And can I tell you that it is the will of God that this church be a church of life, not death, not dryness, not going through the motion, not barrenness. Jesus wants this to be a church of life. Amen. Jesus told us that his kingdom would be a kingdom of life. In John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Oh, church, there is life in Jesus. There is hope in Jesus. There is liberty in Jesus. There is peace in Jesus. There is victory in Jesus. He came to give us life and not just any life but a more abundant life. The Greek word here is perisos P-E-R-I-S-S-O-S Translated here it means more abundantly it means beyond superabundant, superior or excessive Do you understand what that is saying? It's saying Jesus Christ came that we might have a superior life, that we might have excessive life that we would have super abundant life amen that's what Jesus has to offer and that's what the church ought to have to offer as well we cannot be a dead church and have the kingdom of God we cannot just go through the motions and have the kingdom of God I rebuke deadness in the name of Jesus. I rebuke dried up church in the name of Jesus. This church, it is the will of God, Brother Seal. It is the will of God, Sister Rose, that this be a church of life. Life to dreams. Life to visions. Life to callings. Life to ministries. Life to marriages. Life to homes. Life to the hurting. Life to souls. Life to second chances. I'm going to get down here where I can look at you when I say this. When you have a church that gives life to second chances, you're not always going to like what you see walking through those doors. But this is a place where people come that can start with a clean slate. This is a place where the broken can come and be made whole. I'm telling you, friend, I have no idea what's getting ready to walk through those doors. But whoever they are, wherever they come from, when they come, let's let them feel the kingdom of God. Let's let them feel the presence.
presence of God. Let's let them feel the love of God. Let's let them feel the peace of God. Amen. Amen. He compared the kingdom of God to a seed. And as we said, there is life in a seed. But it is a seed's job to replicate that thing that produced it. Do you understand? It's the job of a seed to replicate that tree that produced or that plant that produced that seed. Our job is to replicate heaven on earth. <laughs> Amen. I said our job is to replicate heaven on earth. Heaven has many different characteristics, but I want to give you one, one of those awesome characteristics that you'll experience when you get to heaven is you'll find that it is a place of worship of the one true God. In fact, Revelations 4 and 8 says, and the four beasts had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night. Saying holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. Which was and is and is to come. If we are going to replicate heaven on earth. Then somebody's going to have to get their hands up. Somebody's going to have to lift their voice somebody no wonder it says he inhabits the praises of his people it's because where the praises go up he is sovereign where the praises go up that's where people can be healed when the praises go up that's when people can be delivered when the praises goes up that's when addiction falls to the ground when the praises go up the glory Amen. My God, I feel this. Sister Tina, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Sister Catherine, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. It's the will of God that this be a worshiping church. I want to say thank you to this church. I have the privilege and honor to preach at many different churches all over the place. But I'm thankful that we've got a church that loves to worship and praise God. Amen. But if we will take it to another level if we want our church to grow if we will take our worship and our praise to another level the word of God says that if we will worship him where he is worship he said I will draw all men unto me you want our church to grow get your hands up and start worshiping you want your family to be saved get your hands up and start worshiping Amen. 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 Let your kingdom come. Amen. Something else, another characteristic of the kingdom of God is that it is a righteous kingdom. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy and the Holy Ghost. As part of God's righteous kingdom, we are to reject 
the sin and the carnality of this world. We are to reject the perversion of this world. We are to reject the injustice and the darkness of this world. Godly righteousness is something we should desire with all of our beings, with all of our hearts. Amen. Godly righteousness is a matter of faith. Romans 3, 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Verse 22. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith faith by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe for there is no difference the righteousness of God is by faith it's faith unto all and upon all them that believe Isaiah 61 and 10 I will greatly rejoice in the Lord my soul shall be joyful in my God for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation he hath covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments and as a bride ordaineth herself with her jewels amen 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 God is able to put a cloak of righteousness on you he is able he is able and Ephesians 6 and 14 says says, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. I am telling you that God wants to adorn you with righteousness. God wants you to be covered up with what's right. God wants you to reject what is wrong. God wants you to stand for what is right. God wants you to reject that which is wrong. Amen. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus paints for us a picture of the importance of righteousness in the kingdom of God. Matthew 5 and 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven belongs to the righteous. I want the kingdom of heaven to belong to me, Brother Crawley. I want to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. I can be if I want to be, but I'm going to have to seek those things that are right, those things that are pure, those things that please God. Then it goes on in Matthew to say, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Jesus is saying here that we should let our purity and our righteousness affect and influence and impact this world. If we want to see the kingdom of God, then we must be salt if we want to see our co-workers at this altar, then we must be salt if we want to reach our families and our communities, then we must be salt. But not only are we supposed to be salt, but if we want the kingdom, then we've got to be light. 
Amen. One of my favorite songs is by the Henson. I believe it was Kenny Henson that wrote it. If it wasn't for the lighthouse, where would this ship be? Oh, thank God for the lighthouse when there's a storm. Thank God for the lighthouse when there's rocks out there. Thank God for the lighthouse when it is dark. Can I tell you that there has never been a darker day than the day we live in. And there has never been a darker hour than the hour that we live in. And friend, it's great to have a flashlight in the day. But oh, it's even better to have a light in the middle of the night. I'm just wondering if there's anybody in this place that's willing to say, I refuse to be darkness when this world needs light. I refuse to be just a dimmer. I want to be light. I want to shine. I want to be bright so that my family sees it and so my friends sees it and so this city Amen. Would you raise your hands and worship the Lord? Amen. Randall D. Kettle, he said, following Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, Jesus gives us a revelation of what kingdom righteousness looks like. I'm just going to give you a quick summary of what kingdom righteousness looks like. The righteous reconcile and speak life. Oh, my God. I want to be one of the righteous. Well, if I'm going to be one of the righteous, then I better learn how to reconcile, and I better learn how to to speak light. The righteous think upon what is good and they abstain from what is sinful and enticing thoughts. The righteous they keep their covenants. The righteous tell the truth and keep their word. The righteous give to others. The righteous they're willing to serve others. The righteous display the perfect love of God by being a blessing, by loving others, by praying for others even those that will not give it back and who return love for hate. The righteous they do good and give without hypocrisy. The righteous they pray. The righteous they forgive. The righteous fast until unto God and not unto man. The righteous give liberty to God. The righteous give liberally to God. They keep God. Amen. The righteous have faith in their faithful God and they do not worry. The righteous rightly honor spiritual things and are not judgmental. The righteous continually press further into the kingdom by asking, by seeking, and by knocking. The righteous treat others as they want to be treated. Amen. This and nothing less is the righteousness of Christ and it has been given to us if we want it. If we're going to make heaven our home, then we've got to fall in love with righteousness. If his kingdom is going to be in earth as it is in heaven, then friend, it's got to be with people who seek after that which is right. The last thing that I'm going to talk about, I'm almost done, but another characteristic of the kingdom of God is that it is a powerful kingdom. Jesus' ministry upon the earth was one where the gospel of the kingdom was preached in all kinds of 
sicknesses and demonic possessions. They were destroyed because the kingdom of the Lord is a powerful kingdom. Matthew 4, 23 through 24, it says this, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had palsy. And he healed them. What does the kingdom look like? The kingdom is a powerful kingdom where those who are sick come and they are healed. Where those who are stuck, they come and they are set free. That's what the kingdom of God is like. Amen. Amen. Jesus, his ministry demonstrated the powerful kingdom of God on earth. When Jesus sent out his 12 disciples, it was the same. Watch this. Matthew 10 and 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Skip down Matthew 10, 7 and 8. And as ye go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Amen. What is the kingdom of God like? It's where the sick are healed. It's where the lepers were cleansed. It's where the dead were raised. It's where the devils and demons were cast out. Amen. Freely ye have received. Freely ye give. This is the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Jesus, his expectation for his disciples would be that they would loose the kingdom of God absolutely everywhere that they went. It was the same when Jesus sent out the 70 disciples to minister. Luke 10, 8 and 9. And into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Amen. I can tell you when you know that the kingdom has come nigh, it's when the sick begin to recover. It's when the lame begin to walk. It's when the demonic has to leave. It was the same for Jesus. It was the same for the disciples. It was the same for the 70 disciples. And it was the same for the apostle Paul. He testified in 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. One translation of this says the message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words but with the demonstration of this power of the spirit for the kingdom of God is not in word but it is in 
power. No wonder we're supposed to pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Can I tell you, when Jesus, God manifested in flesh, where he went, there was power and there was demonstration. And where his disciples went, there was power and there was demonstration. And where Paul went, there was power and there was demonstration. And there was the kingdom of God. And I refuse to be satisfied with anything less. In 2021, what are people looking for? They're looking for something that has power. They're looking for something. I preached a revival one time. <coughs> I preached a revival one time, Brother Mark Wells. It was down in Texas. And uh, this was a revival that, that broke out into a Book of Acts revival. I just thought I was going to be there a week. I was preaching. And it was interesting that you started talking about the Book of Acts this morning, Brother Seal, because I was... I was preaching on that same chapter. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I was preaching. And on the right side, about halfway up, maybe comparatively about where Sister Catherine was, is sitting right now, there was a man there that had lost his hearing years ago. He hadn't been able to hear for years, but he came to church anyway. Do you know God blesses people that come to church anyway? Amen. And he was sitting there about halfway on that right side. And I was up preaching. And the only difference between back then and now is I have no hair now. And I have more sense now. Back then, I had hair, but I had no sense. But as a trade-off, worked out though. It's okay. But anyway... He was sitting there and everybody else was worshiping God and getting with the preaching. And, and, and as I'm preaching, it had nothing to do with what I'm saying because he couldn't hear what I'm saying. But as I'm preaching, he sat there and he said, I sure wish I knew what this young man is yelling about. He's yelling about something. I wish I understood what he was yelling about. And all of a sudden, Brother Wink, he said, you know, I don't believe it's the will of God for me to sit here miserable like this. I don't, I don't think it's the will of God for me to never be able to hear my children and my grandchildren. I don't believe it's the will of God. And so he said, you know, I... I believe God's able to heal me right now. It's something he worked out on his own. All of a sudden, he wasn't worried about my preaching. All of a sudden, he raised his hands up in the air. And all at once, I'm telling you, I saw it when it happened. This guy has his hands raised up in the air. His eyes are closed. And all of a sudden, his eyes go, big as saucers. And he started hollering, something just happened! <laughs> Some of y'all waiting for a perfect time to get your miracle. I'm telling you when the perfect time is. It's whenever God wants to do it. Whenever you get ready to touch heaven. That's a perfect. <laughs> Something just happened. <laughs> he got out in the aisle. Everybody's looking at him like he's lost his mind. 
I mean, he's losing his mind. He's going up to the front. Something happened. Pastor said, brother, what happened? He said, I can't hear. All of a sudden, all of a sudden you had two men up there. What's going on? What happened? Brother Johnson, you don't understand what just took place. That man hadn't been able to hear in decades. He hadn't been able to hear anything. And right in the middle of the service, all of a sudden, God healed his ears. I wasn't done preaching, but it didn't matter, Brother Carly, because God took over, and that place went boom. What's the kingdom of God like? The kingdom of God is having church, and all of a sudden someone hollering, Something just happened! So revival is supposed to end on Wednesday night. They extended the revival. So I think it was the next night or the, the night after that. All of a the sudden, there was a woman that came in there. And that woman, she had like this turban thing wrapped around her head. She, she had been in the community. They had been inviting her to church for years. But word got out that the kingdom of God was on earth. <laughs> And so this woman, she came. I didn't know this woman. This is a true story. I didn't know this woman. But that woman had a tumor in her on her brain. Her head was misshapen because of this tumor. And they'd only given her just a short time to live. And so they brought her up uh, there that night. They brought her to the front. I didn't know her story. The pastor leaned over and began to tell me. And so we went down and we began to anoint her and pray in the name of Jesus. You hear me? There is power in the name of Jesus. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what the doubters say. I don't care what the critics say. I don't care if it's trendy. I don't care if they don't make movies about it. I don't care. You hear me? There's power in the name of Jesus and he is still able to heal and he is still... Woo! <laughs> hey, this is a true story. We started praying for her. All of a sudden, Brother Ricardo, she began to speak another language. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. We prayed for her, and we began to pray on down the line when somebody said, you need to look and see what's happening. And that woman, she had that those bandages, that thing wrapped around her head. All of a sudden, she had them begin to take those bandages off of her head. And that place that was misshapen, that place that was sticking out, all of a sudden, that place was gone. She went to the doctor. They did x-ray after x-ray. They did blood test after blood test. And that doctor said, I can't find a sign of cancer in your body. I don't know what has happened. That woman said, I'll tell you what has happened. I went to that little church and God healed my body. What would happen in this place if we would pray, let your kingdom come? What would happen this year if we would pray, let your kingdom come?